0: This is episode 16 of Dead Letter Radio. I am your host, as always, Taze, and this is the podcast with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast. As always, we feature your poetry, your short stories, your letters, your writing in general, to give you a platform and an audience, and all I do is supply the voice and try to pronounce things as best as I can. Um, I hope you guys are having a wonderful week, and I hope next week is also going to be grand for you. I also think that this might be the most uh, informative episode we've had for a bit. There's just a lot of things I want to talk about, and uh, especially with some of the pieces, some quotes from the writers as well, and so maybe I'm overhyping it, but I think there is a lot to enjoy. Uh, before we get into this, I don't know if you guys follow me on Twitter, but I did make a mention of the Dear Moon Project. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been following this at all, but it seems like a really cool venture about a few years ago um it got started by yusaku mezawa and he partnered with elon musk and basically they're going to do the first civilian flight into space with a plan to orbit the moon and then come back for a landing now uh yusaku uh purchased eight seats on the flight and basically is gonna go and uh, assign uh, people that with artistic endeavors to join him on this flight in 2023 i believe it's planned I signed up for it. We'll see if it happens, but how cool would it be to have a uh, a podcast recorded in space or uh, have poems. Re- I can read your guys' poems there or uh, read the other crew members, too. All around, all, in all, a very cool experience, and even if I don't make it, I'm very excited to see what comes of it um, and to hear about those that are able to see our wonderful planet just that blue marble in the void of space um what experience that would be so i just want to let you guys know about that especially if you're into you know uh, astronomy and space studies and the future of space flight, i think it's just a really cool project and so i kind of want to announce that and that it's all about artists as well and so i'm sure that at least one person will probably be a writer who's chosen i'm sure there'll be painters Something really cool to look forward to in the next upcoming years. Outside of that, we have great pieces today. I don't want to ramble on too long regarding everything, but I hope this Sunday, if you're listening, uh, on the day it comes out, is uh, peaceful for you. For my area, we're looking at about the high of 63 today. Low winds, no rain, and mostly sunshine, so it's going to be a wonderful day. A little chilly at night, really still pushing for spring to make it through. So I hope you guys are having great weather on your end, no matter the day you're listening to it. And let's get started with this episode of Dead Letter Radio. To begin, we have a haiku by Elon. Dark before dawn, the choir of infants crying. So thank you, Elon, for this wonderful haiku. Uh, they sent in a few of them, and, the, and it was a struggle, really, to choose which one I wanted to go with for this episode. But I went with this one um, because I think it speaks to um, a lot of our changes we're going through, especially now. We're a year into this pandemic. If your area's been on lockdown, hopefully that darkness before dawn is receding and we're seeing the light, or in this case, hearing the choir of infants crying. It is also uh, the end of winter as the season transitions into spring, so it's another big change. I know a lot of people, especially in the colder, darker regions, can sometimes struggle with um, being in the winter period of time. It can really weigh heavily on people's mental states, too, and so it's another change that for a lot of people, I think, is going to be usually very positive, but also just day-to-day life changes um, there's always, we find those stark transitions in life. And I love the uh, imagery that this haiku brings to. That, to me, can be uh, such a powerful thing. You can think of the you know early morning birds chirping before the sun is up. Or if you have a newborn. Or even get more, what's the word, abstract with it. Um, but to me, this haiku signifies that grand change. That either happens on a yearly, daily, or maybe once in a lifetime. So thank you, Elon, for sharing this piece. This next one is by Milky Way Musings. You can find them on Instagram. And as always, um, all the writers and authors' names or whatever information they want me to share will be provided in the description of the episode. So if you want to check them out, definitely look there. But as I said, this is by Milky Way Musings on Instagram. And it is called... Just an Old Piano I'm just an old piano with some worn-down keys Sitting in a cafe down in Tennessee My petals sit in dust My strings are browned in rust And who knows when the tuner was last sent for me Not counting times when children mash me with their palms Many of my keys have never chimed in song With still so much to sing and my frame wobbling, I pray I'm played by graceful hands before too long. The brazen lamp nearby had lectured me one night, Why wait for others, be like me and shine your light? But what's a melody, or soaring harmony, if neither touch an ear to soothe the spirit's blight? I'm just an old piano down in Tennessee hoping loving hands would play these worn down keys so thank you excuse me thank you milky way musings uh for this piece i find it uh, quite lovely when i first read it the initial thoughts that honestly came to my mind was one beauty and the beast and two one of my favorite movies of all time the brave little toaster Just the inanimate objects coming to life aspect. And you can also put Toy Story and a bunch of other movies, too, that may have came to your mind during this reading. Um, But I did enjoy it. I I enjoyed the pacing, the uh, the tone it set, and the melancholy musings of the piano of our protagonist in this one. And I, I think it's interesting, too, while the lamp... Obviously, as games that you can just shine your light, you don't need anyone else to necessarily do so. Uh, The piano um, wants their melody, wants their harmony to soothe other people, uh, to reach other people, and that they're longing for, as you put in the last line, hoping loving hands would play these worn-down keys. And I think, you know, there's always that good balance you can always find in life that Yes, you should be able to, as the lamp puts it, shine your light without needing others. Um, But it's not wrong to want to lend a hand, want to do something for others, to get joy out of that as well. Um, So I thought that was a cool uh, contradiction, not contradiction, uh, difference you put between those two uh, characters in your poem. And I enjoyed it. Thank you. This next one is by Ben Martindale, and if you enjoy this poem, um, he does have some music. Uh, which you can find it Benji Wolf on Bandcamp, and as I said, everything will be in the description. This poem is titled, Grass Poem. I've forgotten the grass that grows through the sidewalk. Cursed weed eater killed my dearest friend just for being alive for wanting to exist where it used to live free. I miss the crooked teeth concrete under the lazy man's canopy of over-ambitious, old as soil green, where the earth is a healthy, unreceded gum touching gray enamel that shuns a toothbrush. Hygiene, a mirror trapping of the western ape. Beauty comes in all forms, and I suppose formless is a shape. So thank you, Ben, for sharing this poem, and I spoke with Ben regarding their inspiration for it, uh, what exactly made them to read about maybe a subject not too many would go to initially if they're thinking they want to write a poem, Um, and this is what they had to say regarding it. I saw a picture of my sister and her son, and the grass next to the sidewalk was so green and lush, it made me remember the walks I used to take around my not-so-perfect neighborhood where the weeds grow tall above the sidewalk. Also, the latter half is talking about how Western people, myself included, are generally disintegrated with nature. And this poem, I think, really spoke to me, too, as I'm a person that enjoys nature uh, to a large extent, I would say. Um, To me, there's nothing quite as peaceful as going on hikes, walks, just being outdoors. Uh, I also worked in landscaping for a number of years, and I always wondered, too, how there's, you know, that the societal pressure to keep a manicured lawn and uh, your gardens have to be a certain way in a lot of places just because of expectation. And I think about always how it contrasts with just how wild nature grows and um, how we change the landscape in a lot of ways. And just that, as I said, that stark contrast between the two. Um, and you bring that out in the sense of, let's see here, Well you say the cursed weed eater killed my dearest friend just for being alive, for wanting to exist where it used to live free. And that spoke to me a lot of ways, in my, as I said, in my experience with landscaping and gardening and uh, just seeing how we do things and take care of of our lawns and our properties in a certain way, a lot of times out of expectation of how it's supposed to look. Um, So I just enjoyed this poem. I think, you know, anything that really speaks to nature, I always really enjoy, but I thought that your inspiration tied to this as well uh, really brings it all together, so thank you. By Nico S. on Instagram, this piece is titled Kintsugi. Strong and proud in the way you act, not one cloud nor a single crack. Been there, done that, experiences made. No give backs, there's no growth without shade. Some are still precious, others left a mess. Gaining perspective still feels heartless. Mastering seduction and running through one's mind, giving the instructions, leave no traces behind. It's the art of self-applied kintsugi, simply processing pain into beauty. So thank you, Nico S., for sharing uh, this very lovely piece. Uh, If you don't know what kintsugi is, I have a quote from Wikipedia regarding it. It is the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery by mending the areas of breakage with lacquer, dusted, or mixed with powdered gold, silver, or platinum. As a philosophy, it treats breakage and repair as part of the history of an object rather than something to disguise. And if you, I definitely encourage you guys to look it up too. I think it's a great way to, if you're able to, bring uh, life back into things that people may consider worthless after they break. And I think your poem also highlights that uh, wonderfully, where just because you may uh, suffer damage or breakage from living life. uh, It's not something to necessarily be ashamed of. No, that also is collectively what makes who you are. You know, in your line you bring out that there's no growth without shade. uh, Ultimately to grow and uh, as a person, there's going to be heartache and pain and uh, fractures, um, either physically, mentally, emotionally. But at least to me and based on the feelings I get on reading your poem, they shouldn't be necessarily marked as uh something negative. You know, obviously negative things do happen, um, but we can reforge those into something positive. They make us up us who we are and we can use those experiences uh to be as the art of Kintsugi brings out, these uh repairs made of gold and It treat it as being a part of the history of us, Uh, not something to disguise, but part of the beauty that makes us who we are. So I do like your last line especially, it's the art of self-implied kintsugi, simply processing pain into beauty. So thank you for sharing this piece. Submitted anonymously, this next one is titled, The Orchard. What an unripe apple inspiration is. I wait like Newton for karma to find me, but all of my trees leave me green. In my haste, I have bent branches to the top, only to find my longings still tart. My injustice to the orchard left my footing unsure, grounding me like a ripe apple. So thank you for sharing uh, this piece. And... The, when I' initially read it, I just like, love that opening line, line, what an unripe apple inspiration is. And at least what I gleaned from your poem, to me, you can't force inspiration. you know, and there can be at times you definitely feel pressure to. Um, I mean there's been times I've wrote I've written uh, poetry for commission for people. Uh, or other articles that needed creativity, or when you're sharing something that you worked on on uh, Instagram or just social media in general. Um, sometimes you feel pressure that you have to uh, release something by a certain time, and you're or you're struggling because you have a timeline to find that inspiration, and it takes time to grow. You know, like an unripe apple is no good—at least for general eating purposes um sometimes it takes time for it to ripen but as you bring on your poem you can you wait for it and then you can rush it and next thing you know uh you are grounded uh, by your footing unsure and like a ripe apple so at least to me that's what I really glean from this poem that when creativity comes along sometimes you have to wait for the inspiration to come to you And sometimes you can try to force it, and you can be humbled by trying to force it. So thank you for sharing this piece. By Craig the Weirdo on Instagram, this next piece is titled, Saturn. If you take a drop of light beyond the great mirror of my eyes and search for what secrets they may hide, you will reach a great hall, Where pillars stand tall, and in the midst of darkness, a titan eats a body raw. The sacred silence forgotten, as bones crack at teeth and claw, You'll smell a conscience rotten, by the glooming fear of decay and fall. And as I'll cower away, from the light of your gaze, my nature exposed, What deed needs done, I'll do with haste. Reach for your eyes, tear the flesh in a brawl, break your facade as I feast in my hall in darkness. So thank you, Craig, uh, for sharing this piece. As usual, we discussed about the inspiration and the background and how they came about writing this poem. And the reason, uh, recently too, in a lot of episodes, I've been really diving into the inspiration and how people's creative process when they... uh, came about writing their poetry is to show how differently people attack subject matters but also i know especially if you're writing or you hit writer's block or maybe you want to start writing but nothing comes to mind that there's a million ways to go about it and a million things people find uh that really uh, motivate them and make them be able to put their work on the paper or to paint or what what have you And so I'm just hoping that this is a little bit of encouragement uh, for those who are maybe starting out or face suffering from writer's block. So regarding their piece, Saturn, uh, Craig said this, What prompted me to writing it was a very insomniac night. It was about 2 a.m. when I gave up on sleeping, with a terrible sense of dread as if a monster was in my room to eat me alive. The first two lines I had written a few weeks back, and so the rest kind of just came naturally. And since I was doing a lot of reading on Goya's black paintings, my mind just intuitively rested at the memory of that amazing painting. One thing that might be worth noting is that when I was nearing the end, I had reached some form of clarity and understanding that I had become the monster in the poem, and so in turn, it just made sense to make the reader the victim. And so I want to kind of break down a little bit what they said, um, but first, uh, if you're into maybe the more uh, dark uh, art that's a little bit disturbing too, so I definitely, if it's late at night or you're prone uh, to being scared easily, I wouldn't recommend looking at them, but there are these paintings uh, called the Black Paintings, and Wikipedia brings out that the Black Paintings is a name given to a group of 14 paintings by Francisco Goya from the later years of his life, likely bet- between 1819 and 1823. They portray intense, haunting themes, reflecting of both his fear of insanity and his bleak outlook on humanity. So that's just a little bit of background about the paintings and uh, some of their inspirations. So if you want to look into them in more detail, I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, but what I really wanted to highlight, and which I think this piece actually ties really well into the um, narrative for the orchard that we just read, is that idea of inspiration. Craig, you bring out how, uh, that inspiration came at, uh, back to you, or because you're having these insomniac nights, um, uh, that dread of feeling like there's a monster there, but I also really wanted to highlight, too, how you said that the, uh, first two lines you had written a few weeks back. So sometimes, uh, a single poem can be stretching over weeks or months, and, uh, That thing you may have thought of a while back can eventually come into fruition later. Um, So the reason I wanted to highlight that especially is because the previous piece, talking about that unripe apple inspiration, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time uh, to create that art that is purely and uniquely yours. And so sometimes it's best not to rush it, and it will happen. And I also wanted to bring up too, when we're discussing your inspiration about it, about the ending of that uh, you reached some form of clarity and understanding and had become the monster in the poem. And I thought that kind of lined up uh, neatly with how the Wikipedia entry on the black paintings bring out that they portray intense haunting themes reflective of both his fear of insanity and his bleak outlook in humanity. So I thought that, I don't know if you read that article too, but how it kind of lined up with itself uh, between your piece and the inspiration of those poems, or at least the themes of them. But I really did enjoy it. I mean, yes, it's a haunting subject matter and a dark poem uh, for what it is. But when it comes to poetry, especially that sets up scenes um, that are uh, otherworldly or fantastical and makes you feel like you're there and is visceral, I mean, that's one of the fun parts of writing. And I think you really did that well, Craig. Uh, So thank you for submitting this piece so that's the end of the episode We this is one of our little bit longer ones we're going to hit the, almost the 30 minute mark, um, but as always thank you for everyone who submitted pieces uh, even if yours wasn't included in this week's just know that a lot of times that means I'm probably hanging on to it for next week's or a future episode, as always keep sending them in and definitely let me know and uh, which piece you really enjoyed in this episode, and give the writers, if you're able to, uh, props for one, creating some amazing work, but also two for, you know, being brave enough to share it. It always it takes uh, a leap of faith, a step of courage, uh, to put your work out there. Uh, something that you created from your own soul. To me, that's one of the more brave things that people can do. Just because you're bearing a part of your psyche how you think uh what inspires you um creativity is just such a deep representation i think of who people are that it's uh it can be intimidating to put out your work as i've said it multiple times in this podcast that's one of the reasons why i wanted to start it uh so definitely give praise and props to these wonderful writers and even in the previous episodes as well please do as always, if you're interested in uh, including getting one of your pieces included in a future episode or you know someone who will be, or who is, I should say, uh, you can definitely reach out to me on Twitter at then that's C-A-S-T, or there you can just send me a DM. My email's there as well, so you can send me an email too um, of your piece or reaching out to me, letting me know that I should check out this person's work and see if they're interested, because um, that's happened in the past before. Uh, so definitely do so in that regard. I'm also on Instagram, on Dead Letter Radio on Instagram. You can message me there as well. And those are, the Twitter is the quickest way I'll respond. But if you have only have an Instagram, you can definitely try that too. Along with that, if you've enjoyed this episode, um, as always, I'd love to hear your feedback. You can message me on Twitter, Instagram, email. Or if you really want to help, you can also leave a review on uh, sites like Apple Podcasts. Um, that way... You can let me know how you thought the episodes are going, and also it can give us a chance to grow, and as the podcast grows, it allows uh, your pieces to reach more people, but also allows more writers to send in their work uh, to be able to share their unique takes on life, and also a chance to inspire new fledgling writers all over. Um, So to me, you're doing a great uh, service to people by getting the word out there. Um, writing to me and creativity in general when it comes to arts and things that we can create and do is one of the most uniquely beautiful things of life. Um, each piece you make yourself is unique to you alone. Yes, you may be inspired by others, but only you could have did exactly what you did. Billions of people, one earth, and you created what you created, and It won't be exactly ever replicated exactly as you did it. So if we can inspire more people to do so, to take creativity head-on, whether it's writing poetry, short stories, or sharing um, their personal uh, viewpoint on life through letters they've received or sent, uh, everyone has their own unique creative record, and this is another way we can share it with one another and inspire others. So that is my rant for the uh, positive impact I believe this podcast can have uh, and at least one of the aspects of it is to me there's a number of ways we can use this for good so thank you as always guys for joining me on this episode um, it is very early or very late at night if <laughs> when I'm recording this one um, but I try to make sure all the episodes get out on time to honor you guys trusting me reading your work As always, this is Dead Letter Radio. I'm your host, Taze, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.